Today on City Cash Chicago, with early primary voting underway, we've been prepping listeners on some of the offices listed on the ballot. But sometimes you're looking at a list of names and you don't even know what they're running for. One office that consistently throws off voters, all right, it consistently throws me off, is the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District Commissioners. We don't really see commercials for the candidates. They're not regularly doing stump speeches. So it probably forces you to ask what I've asked before. What the hell does the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District or MWRD do? Well, we talked with one of the district commissioners, Kim Neely Dubuclay, to find out. It's Tuesday, June 14th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Commissioner, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Good morning, Colby. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we should say first, you're not on this year's ballot as your term is not yet up. So let's get into it. How would you tell a voter or constituent in one sentence what the MWRD does? So the one sentence that I always use is it's the most important agency that no one knows about. How about that? <laughs> I like that. that that's, that's a good, yes. that's suspenseful, yes. right? It builds the tension. <laughs> then, then why should, why we, should we know care? about the MWRD? What, what exactly does it do? So my agency, each and every one of us touches every single day. When you go flush the toilet, when you run a load of dishes in your dishwasher, wash dishes in your sink, when you run a load of laundry, take a bath, take a shower. Anytime you use any water in your home and it goes down your drain, we take that what we call wastewater because it's water leaving your home. And we make sure that that wastewater does not make its way back into our fresh water supply. More specifically for Chicago, it's Lake Michigan. So before our agency was created, the wastewater and the stormwater would flow directly into Lake Michigan. And you can imagine we get our drinking water from Lake Michigan. That caused quite a few health problems for the citizens of Chicago. Yeah. The visual I like to give is, is if you look at if you think about a sink, you have a faucet. That's the Chicago Water Department. And you have a drain where the water leaves your home. That's the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. So you said water that comes into your home through a faucet, the Chicago Water Department, water leaving your home, the MWRD. I know that the MWRD was created back in the 1800s. And so we're thinking about, you said, wastewater going right into the lake. They decided to solve that by reversing it. Was that the MWRD? Yes. So um, the way the city of Chicago and the county of Cook and Lake Michigan and the river were originally um, built, the river flowed directly into Lake Michigan. But because of the health issues associated with putting the wastewater into the river and then the river flowing into the to Lake Michigan, the MWRD was created. And one of the first things they did was to actually reverse the flow of the river. So now, today, instead of the river flowing into Lake Michigan, our amazing engineers over 100 years ago made the river now flow away from Lake Michigan. I've taken a couple of the river tours and they, and they constantly mention that uh, as being one of, one of Chicago's big engineering uh, accomplishments. You're also working closely with public health departments in Cook County and the city. You talked about stormwater and wastewater. Can you tell me, how do you all look at those things to, to try and improve public health? Well, one of the major things that we do is, um, this has been publicized recently in, in, in some news articles, 
is that COVID can be traced through our wastewater. And so there are scientists at UIC and other research universities around the state that take samples of our wastewaters from different plants to track whether an outbreak is, is occurring or about to occur or, or how large an outbreak is or whether an outbreak is decreasing um, because it shows up in our wastewater before it shows up publicly in our testing. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. One thing that I've been reading more and more about is the impact that climate change will have on our water systems. With climate change and, of course, rainfall and water being an indicator of the rate of climate change in some uh, cases, what role do you all play and what have you seen in terms of trying to prepare Chicago for the inevitable impacts of climate change? As we are learning, climate change is here. And the way it manifests itself is these storms that used to come, let's say, once every six months, once every 12 months, they're now happening much more frequently, like every other month or you know, every two months, every, every six weeks. And as a result, we're getting longer, stronger, harder rainstorms, lake levels are rising, temperatures warming, our infrastructure is being overwhelmed because the infrastructure was built 50, 60, 70 years ago, and it was built for storms that would happen once a year. These storms are now happening once a month. And so everything is just truly overwhelmed. MWRD is trying to look into the future to you know, expand, some, to improve upon our infrastructure. We also are doing things like green infrastructure projects. What green infrastructure does, for instance, you could have a green infrastructure paved alley. So it has little small holes in it, or, or it allows the water to seep slowly into the ground versus rushing quickly into a sewer. So it absorbs the water versus just letting the water run off of the, off the surface of the pavement. And the goal, it sounds like, is to mimic some of the natural environments that were present in this area and others prior to us getting here and kind of concrete and everything up. Getting everything over, exactly. What are some, I'd love to stick, stay here for a second. You talked about natural alleyways. What are some other innovative solutions that the city can implement? So planting trees. Um, we, at MWRD, we give out um, tree saplings because we the more trees uh, creates more oxygen, protects us from the sun, absorbs water. Um, so we give away trees, we give away compost, which helps uh, constituents in their gardens. We give out, um, I have some right here. They are called milk, cotton milkweed seeds. 
And milkweed happens to be the only plant that the monarch butterfly feeds on. And so at MWRD, we are encouraging people to plant milkweed seeds to help preserve and protect monarch butterflies. Mm -hmm. We're also very big into renewable energy. It takes a lot of energy to process water. So we're trying to become energy neutral in the next 20 to 30 years to reduce our carbon footprint. So we're doing a lot at MWRD to help the environment. It sounds like it. So many different types of projects on so many different levels from protecting natural ecosystems, mimicking those ecosystems, uh, trying to protect natural species, both plant life and animal life. Um, How should voters educate themselves about, you know, your position, about candidates who will run in the future for commissioner of the MWRD? What are the issues that people should be holding their feet to the fire on? I think you should ask candidates what they would like to do to relieve stress in our sewer system what they could do to improve green space, what, what do they know about green infrastructure. I think one of the biggest things that we're working on right now is our environmental justice policy and just ensuring that we look at and tackle environmental issues because oftentimes the issues of clean water, clean air, fresh food supply affects people in black and brown neighborhoods much more than, than it does in other neighborhoods. So that's an issue that we're very seriously focused on. So I would say that uh, any candidates should be thinking about that. Why did you want to be a part of this office? As a child growing up, I knew nothing about MWRD or about, you know, the ways to prevent or help with stormwater or rainwater. I grew up on the south side and I used to swim quite a bit in Lake Michigan at the point on 55th Street in Hyde Park. And ironically, when I jump in the water and swim, my friends at the time in high school would say to me, oh, you shouldn't jump in the water. You're into Lake Michigan. Your skin is going to fall off. That's what my dad used to say. Yeah, everybody had such a bad perception about lake water and how bad it was for us. But at the same time, this is where we were getting our drinking water from. So it was very perplexing to me. I became a state representative. And actually, I, I aligned with and voted with the Environmental Caucus So I became very familiar with environmental issues and things we could do to protect our environment. And then the election of 2016 happened. And when the president at the time was elected, he systematically was taking back environmental protections that had been in place for decades under different administrations, Republican and Democratic. And that was just appalling to me. And that's when I decided to run for MWRD to try and protect our environment here at the local level, since it wasn't happening at the, at the national level. Commissioner Kim Dubuclay works with the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, one of nine commissioners. Uh, Kim, thank you for stopping by CityCast Chicago. I'm happy to be here. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Today is the last day of classes for Chicago public schools. Now, a lot has happened this year, including a school bus shortage and some pretty confusing COVID updates. And that's just a couple stories. Check out today's newsletter for a breakdown of CPS's third pandemic year at Chicago.CityCast.FM. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for today and tomorrow as temps are expected to hit the high 90s and it could feel like 110 outside. Remember, the city has six cooling centers open during extreme heat. You want to stay hydrated, keep an eye on your pets and check in on your people. There's some good news to get you through. There are plenty of ways to celebrate Juneteenth this year, like tomorrow on 63rd and Halsted in Inglewood. 
The beloved Community and Family Wellness Center is sponsoring stepping lessons, a job fair, and plus, they're going to have free food, free haircuts, and free vaccines from 12 to 5 p.m. As always, I appreciate you for listening. If you're new to City Cash Chicago, feel free to reach out sending us a text or a voicemail at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your ideas for the show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Commissioner, are you able, Commissioner, are you able to turn off that smoke alarm? Like, it sounds like your battery might be dead. <laughs> Don't call me out. It's terrible. <laughs> no, it's okay. I actually have a call-up to, to our maintenance department. They're supposed to do that today.